Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hi, hello again. I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, and today is May 2nd. 2021 and we're igniting a new idea and this will be where we are going to present today's chart the sky and the hemispheres our energies that we're relating to as though we were those bodies those energies talking to each other talking through us are we listening Hmm. well that's the whole issue and then what do we do and what is that conversation The ancients would do this. They really didn't see any mediator. Interestingly, as as society goes on, you might say, with religions where, yes, you couldn't speak directly. But when it came to the planets, from what I understand, at least at some time in history, way back, thousands of years we're talking, it was like, hello, how are you? And what is happening? And and then, of course, there were the dreams where people would go to, like the uh, Delphi, in Greece, where they would get and and be uh, oh prepared to receive a dream in this consultation. Of course, there's a lot of mythology about that. So this will be great fun. And today we have a panel of four. Yes, and from Cosmic Collaboration is Susie Kerr-Wright. And Susie, yes, if you identify yourself a little and then we'll continue. Hi, um, she said I'm Susie Kerr-Wright. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and I've been uh, studying astrology since the 70s. <laughs> and I love it. It's my life. It's my passion. It's my work. Great. And Susie is from Tennessee, uh Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. I got that backwards. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Meanwhile, I'm speaking from Hawaii on the Big Island. So we're crossing already a lot of space here. And then we have Tara All. Yes, from Los Angeles. I will highlight first. Yes. Go ahead. Tara. Hi, well, I'm I'm Tara All, and I'm an evolutionary astrologer currently in Los Angeles, just like you said, Sue. And I'm I'm really passionate about experiential astrology. So currently uh, I'm into something called We Are the Planets and a technique called Planets on the First or Living Planets First. And I'm also co-author of a book that is now out for pre-order called Astrology by Moonlight and also co-author of a book called Natural Astrology and do lots of other stuff. And you can find more about me and this stuff at terraall.com. That is so super. And I neglected to say, I think that Tara is one of our members of Planet Buzz. And that also reminds me, and perhaps I said, but it's always good repeating, that there are several astrologers here who have written books. And you will hear later Marie O'Neill, who mm-hmm. was on a few weeks ago. But Tara's, which reminds me, we'd like to publicize that. So we will make up a little spot and add it when we do Planet Buzz, which will be coming up. So check Talk Cosmos and you can, dot com and you can find out and subscribe. That way you'll queue into when these events with the panels are happening. And Dr. Laura Tad, she's also on Planet Buzz. Hi, Laura. And 
Hi, it's good to be here today. And yeah, I live about you know, 40 minutes south of Atlanta, Georgia, um, but native southerner from Massachusetts myself, like Susie, um, originally. And um, so I work as a psychological astrologer, and it's also really sort of steeped in spirituality, um, not quite evolutionary astrology, but sort of my own hybrid that I tend to cherry pick with my Mercury and Gemini. Um, but I, so I work as a counseling astrologer and I write and I teach um, and uh, collaborate with all kinds of friends and colleagues around astrology. Yes. And there are lectures too, that you can find from these wonderful astrologers. So to not, today is going to be a new venture, as I said, and briefly, I will, and we will present ourselves as the planet we're talking, and I'll just briefly identify what planets or configurations are strong in the chart, and we may break away at a moment to reflect on like, well, what was this, and what was that, and et cetera about, but in this chart on May 2nd, 2021, and here it is, uh, one o'clock on Pacific time, four o'clock on Eastern time. And of course we have mountain and central in between Susie as, as a fact is from central. So that would be three o'clock. And if you're on mountain, that would be two o'clock Hawaii. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. But regardless, these energies are occurring where the sun is 12 degrees, right close to the middle of Taurus. And next to the sun is the awakener Uranus. Now, the sun is our whole umbrella, our identity that we're feathering through, you might say, these uh, Taurian survival resources, values. Again, we have the moon, the other luminary that reflects the light from the sun at the very beginning of Uranus. It's ruled by no, by Aquarius, pardon me, ruled by Uranus, thank you, yes. And in some uh, traditional ways, Saturn. But it's next to Pluto, the transformer, the one that says, hey, baby, are you getting power or not? Like, throw off those dead skins of the snake, get on a new life. So that is in Capricorn of tradition, conditioning, heavy stuff, really, that we're all transforming through. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, one other factor we could say is that Neptune, which is in its 13, 14 year transit in Pisces, and now in the third decan, as we could say, 22 degrees, it only moves a few degrees a year. It has a long orbit, I think of 168 years. So this is no small potatoes. Thank you for my vernacular. I don't know if that translates in every language, but... It is sextile. That's a connecting 60 degree angle to Mercury. Well, what does it say? But some poetry maybe as a thinking factor. Those are basically, okay. And the other thing is, is that Mars is in Cancer, the protection of Cancer on our emotional basis. And it's, and the last is just remind people that we, oh, what about Venus? What's Venus doing? Well, oh yeah, Venus is right in, we could say within orb of our thinking. So our values and our thinking, Mercury. But last but not least, the nodes. They are still for the next, through this year, 
ending up there after a year of being in the North Node, but we're all moving towards in Gemini of communication and the South Node of our belief systems, our cultural biases. It's all about learning. Okay, so with that potpourri of content, we will start off as um, identifying ourselves as a planet and what we're feeling. And then we'll just keep that conversation moving until we stop. Okay, we're on. I feel I'm the moon in Aquarius, and I just have to wish I could shake off some of these old clamps so I could get moving. It's just kind of sticky. I feel like, where's, where's the new, how do I grow out of what's been into what's new? I'm Jupiter in Aquarius, and I don't even see why we're talking about the past. We should just be focusing on where we want to move towards. You know, I'm there's so much conversation about what we don't want and what's not working and these old things that I'm just, I'm really ready to move on. I can see a bigger picture. I have more vision, and I'm ready to go and do it. And I don't even mind if we have to just, like, cut some stuff loose to get on with it. And I'm guessing that probably all you planets and Taurus have something to say about that, but I'm ready to move on. I'm Mercury and Taurus, and I'm going slow, and I'm thinking, <laughs> and I'm thinking again, and I'm thinking I got three buddies on my side right now. I'm bigger, Susie. <laughs> Venus, I got Sun, and I got Uranus all in my world right now, and I'm thinking if I, if we do this right play our cards right, we can bust through and make some big changes, but we got to do it right. And we got to do it. Got to do it right. <laughs> so well, we I'm Venus and Taurus, and it's not just about doing it right. It's the ethics of it. it it's right, mm -hmm. not just correct in terms of checking boxes but why are we doing it why it has to have purpose we can't just change to change that's the i i like that mercury that you're going to be methodical because and think it through because it's got to have purpose behind it oh you know what i am i'm neptune in pisces and you know i've been kind of trying to just uh uh drain uh, and dissolve all kinds of things. But I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm thinking, but I'm, well, I am thinking in some ways, but it's more poetic. Maybe some of these changes could be in analogies or songs. Like maybe we need to kind of stop the words and say, dream when you're feeling blue, da, 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 da. I don't know. I mean, something or other. It's just like, I don't understand where, all of this has to be so linear, you know? It's like thinking and feeling and, I mean, there's like a big ocean out there of thought. I don't know. I'm thinking it sounds like we have all the ingredients, but what's the first step? 
I am Pluto in Capricorn. And I'm saying, change, baby, change, because your old emotions, they're just the same old story. And if you don't get the new program going, it's like, let's look at what the picture is. Does that mean old conditioning? I mean, can we change old conditioning? I think this means that Sun and Venus and Mercury and Taurus are all taking a moment. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we will oh, step out of character. <laughs> we'll step out of character because this was stupendous, I think. And it is really true that these are, I mean, especially coming up with Jupiter saying, because Jupiter is in that combat zone you might say i mean on a friendly basis maybe not so trying to figure it out with saturn is it no well, is that what's to me no, it's well, not but to me well, well but jupiter in uh, aquarius is in quincunx or an inconjunct to mercury and venus that are in aquarius mm. i mean that are in taurus right so that is like yeah a serious adjustment has to be made for those two to work together so maybe it's really the matter of the moon, our processing, to realize, hey, this is a story that's going to take time. This isn't instant gratification or anything. It's just like, to, you know, as far as us, the, the people experiencing all this, I'm thinking, because they are conjunct. Moon and, I mean, moon's at the very beginning of Aquarius, which relates back to me always to December when that big change of cultural change, social change, when you get Jupiter and uh, Saturn together. And, but this ignited 200 years of air communication exactly at zero degrees, the same point. That's my, my thought of the moon. But it's, it's just not so instant, is it? The moon wants time. So like you say, all these thoughts and stuff that are in Taurus right now are like, hmm. Don't have any words for this anyway well the moon's not the moon moves so fast anyway like it's moody right so literally like we're hanging out in aquarius now and then we're going to jump into pisces so like but the to me like the, the moon part of us just wants to be comfortable no matter what sign it's in right it just it wants to feel like things are going to be okay just the measure of whether things are going to be okay changes so how i feel if i'm moon and aquarius energy me being okay has a lot to do with me having freedom, right? Me being me being able to do what I want to do to move forward with you know, my new ideas. But I feel like with it just coming from Capricorn and with it being there still conjunct Pluto, that's tough, right? It can almost just feel like, you know, you know, there's something you want to do, but it is hard to move. So you opened up with that. So it's sort of like, do I have what it takes to break free and do something else? All those planets in Taurus are like, hold on, because we don't know. We're not just making the leap off of it. And then, you know, <laughs> we have Jupiter that it's like, come on, like what's holding up the show? And I think sometimes what happens when all these energies happen at once is we either tend to do something radical that isn't really the best choice or we don't do anything at all when we know that we there's something to do. So that's kind of when I felt like us get to the quiet point. That's how I felt with all the energies. Like, okay, like, literally, what do we do? Yeah. When I appreciate. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just, so I think that's part of the moon having just 
transitioned into Aquarius is that a couple of hours ago when it's conjunct Pluto, everybody's feeling emotional, emotional upheaval with that conjunction. And then it ingresses into Aquarius. And then it's Aquarius is so much about authenticity. So it's like, okay, how do I really feel now that I've yeah. flipped out at my partner yeah. this yeah, morning? Because they woke me up and, you know, how do I actually feel and checking in with that authenticity and what's really important to me with all of that stuff in Taurus and it, and what do I really want now that I can find some more homeostasis, even if it's Aquarius, which is sort of a weird version of, of homeostasis. Yeah. Let's, I love this. Now, Susie, you may have something to say, but maybe let's jump back in because what came to me hearing this, which I love, is that, you know, yes, in this conversation, the moon did speak first while well, the moon is our emotion. And, and as you pointed out, Laura, a perfect reason because it's just brand in a brand new sign. It's a baby, right? Zero degrees. It's an orderly would say it's a first degree. It's like, doesn't know what to say. So it's kind of going, wham, wham, wham. But um, it, it, looking at this in the Christ, I'm going to change. I'm going to start off a new, still from the moon. But what I'm getting at thinking is, is that as we flip in and flip out of this conversation and dialogue, just as the grownups, you might say, talking to the, or the gurus talking to the planets, um, experience is that some other planet could be the first talk, but I'm thinking of this. I'm going to say, I just feel like there's a crisis. I just feel like if I could, I don't know whether how long to hold off working on what I need to do in order to make the changes I, I, I can see that are happening. I wish I could get some guidance on this. And I'm the moon in, in next to, I'm speaking from the moon, I forgot to say, in well, Aquarius. I'm the sun conjunct Uranus and Taurus, and I have my own version of the same thing. I know I need to do something different. I know I can't just keep doing the same old patterns, the same old routines. I can't keep, you know, I've, I need to set myself free to what I want to do, but at the same time, it's, I'm scared. Like, I'm afraid of what that means, of what that uproots, of what that unsettles. Um, and so as much as I like had like that, I don't know, just like that wild drive to like just break free and do me, at the same time, I'm just not sure what that would mean to the rest of my life and actually anybody around me. Yeah, it's good to hear that. I mean, the sun and the moon, we both represent a huge part of our basic identity. You know, the sun is like the umbrella of everything. You've got a lot to handle and you're in charge, gotta say. And me, on the other hand, I'm speaking from the moon standpoint, that's that network of how we feel and and our processing and private zone. I wonder, I wonder what Aranis has to say about all of this because Aranis is right next to you. And besides that, I'm that's my ruling planet. Hello, Aranis. Yeah. Well, that's what that's what I was saying. The whole part of me that says I need to change. I need to be me. I need to like. I need to like let myself shine. That is that part. Here's the the part like, and I'm still the Sun Uranus combined, but us combined with you, the Moon and Pluto. That's requiring change from the inside out on all levels. Like personally, we're getting it from all sides. Like everything's shaking up. Everything is having to be turned and mined and, and switched around and thrown around. Right. So, I mean, I, at the same time, I'm, 
I'm talking to all my friends over there in Taurus, the rest of them, Venus and Mercury, like we need help. We need help to keep ourselves grounded enough that we can actually do something different because we know we have to do something different. It's just sometimes we feel like we're so stuck. And I know speaking as the sun in Taurus, I know that sometimes it takes so much tension to break me out of my rut. But with Uranus on me, I don't feel like I'm having much of a chance because it's like, I mean, I'm shaking in my sleep. Well, I'm Mars in Cancer and, you know, Moon, just slow down a little bit and go inward and feel because in a couple hours, couple days, I'll be able, a couple hours, I'll be able to help you out more, oh. right? As you get a little further into Aquarius, we'll be able to engage more directly and I can help you out to be more proactive. So just go inward for now and then you know, later today, tomorrow, I can help you. I'm speaking from the moon standpoint, returning. I really appreciate this reminding guidance that there are phases. I don't have to get so personally involved with my own little immediate world that I'm like in a crisis of how to jump, but to get grounded and to realize that um, there's going to be a new phase. So experience maybe the brainstorm of what I might like to visualize. I don't know. At any rate, thank you. Yeah. Parts I of mean, myself. Yeah. I mean, I know I have to let go, right? With that sun you I know I have to let go. I know there's not actually a choice to let go. It's just, I mean it when I say scary, scary threatens everything I know about how I've built in my whole life. I wonder what Aronis has to say away from the sun. I'd like to hear Aronis speak. It's very quiet. I can't hear it. <laughs> I know. I wonder if Aronis is being... Yeah, you know, sometimes... I, I, I'm as the moon in, in right now in Aquarius, I think sort of ESP, right? I mean, it's very intuitive, like, why don't you get it? What's happening? But, you know, when I think about it, or I feel about it, maybe Uranus in Taurus is like, can't you listen to your body? Is that what it's saying? Or maybe it's saying, hey, get the signs in some preverbal way. I mean, Taurus is preverbal. Well, maybe, you know, I wonder if it's saying, if it's even saying too, you know, because it's that as above, so below, right? This is the combination right here. And, you know, is it saying I'm giving you as much as I can to ground you through this? You know, if you're not, if you're not getting it, you're just going to get dragged. Um, and, and, and also, you know, being Mercury and Taurus, again, uh, if we're going to go ahead, you know, to the end of the week. It's like, now I'm thinking, you know, as Mercury and Taurus, it's like, hmm, okay, you know, let's, let's, let's really figure this out. And, and, but, you know, in the next few days, maybe I can get some friends together. Maybe I can find a support group. Maybe I can find a way to connect with some people to help me, help me take the steps that I need to take too. you know, that making, making those connections where it goes into Gemini. Yeah. 
Yeah, Susie, I was just I wanted I was just gonna say directly to you as Mercury and Gemini, like you I mean you're moving to Gemini tomorrow. Like that's we, what yeah, yeah, yeah. We I mean we really we might have a new idea then. We yeah. maybe maybe we don't have to stress out as much today. Maybe that new idea and speaking from Uranus, it's not that personal. I mean, I think I, I, here I'm I'm Uranus and Taurus, and I'm I'm just saying it's actually not that personal. Change just needs to happen. It's the best thing that can that can that can come right now. So, you know, I've talked about we've talked about this before on this show. I'm pretty sure, but like, there is no dark night of the soul. There's only a dark night of the ego, right? From the soul's <laughs> perspective, we just need to grow and shift and evolve, right? And so, I see Uranus is that part of us is just like tune into that higher frequency or that higher self. Not to negate the personal self, it's here, but to not take it so personally, to see it in a more um, like an esoteric astrology, we talk about making the impersonal more personal and the personal less personal. And that's how I feel about this energy. It's like, okay, what's actually needed from that greater perspective? Yeah, and less attachment, perhaps, mm -hmm. because yeah. it is that's that freedom. Mm, go ahead. Go ahead, yeah. Susie. Oh, no, I'm sorry. No, you. I, I just got excited because you said what I was thinking. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. Oh, Mercury, Mercury and Taurus, I can, I can relate to you. <laughs> just you, just you, you know. Well, and that's the moon in Aquarius, not emotional presence, but not attachment. Yep. Yeah, yep. exactly. Right. There so are gifts. That you, it's. Not attachment doesn't have to mean not engagement. Yeah, that's good. It, yep. Yeah, it's because especially with the moon, we get so that that's the process. Our mm. our it's a habitual, you know, it's something. And then when we're talking about Taurus, it's so familiar. It's our um, our comfort zone, you know. And it takes time to build that. I know mm. I've just recently, well, it feels recent, moved to Hawaii. And even though I knew this property, we've had it, it was not living on a daily basis. And just now my husband and I are saying, hey, we're feeling more comfortable. And I'm trying to think like, well, what makes that, which is kind of scary because then it's like, oh dear, you know, you don't want to get in a rut either. But there is that basis of Taurus that wants to feel secure, grounded, stable. And so really to have all this energy right now in this archetypal time of Taurus. Yeah. It's like, we don't want to of not throw the baby out with the water. Yeah. And at the same time, Uranus is trying to point out just because you feel like it's solid and stable and it's your safety doesn't mean it is like, it's like in some ways Uranus is trying to blow holes in what's I always talk about. Like if, if your front porch step is rotten, you know, Eventually, you know, you step and you step through it and you realize it's rotten. Like part of what Uranus tries to let you know what's not stable, what's not a what's not a steady foundation. And so it feels like it's blowing things up or that we're blowing things up sometimes in that process. But it's to let you know, especially from the Torian perspective, whoa, what you thought was holding you up is actually going to fall apart. So it's so great to pick up on that before the whole porch falls down. You know? And then it's this opportunity to invent a yeah. kind of stability, yeah. right? As I mean, Uranus is conjunct my south node at the moment, so it's very personal. <laughs> um, but it is this, okay, reinvent. What you thought was stable isn't, doesn't mean there isn't still stability. Yep. And Perfect. that shifting of consciousness in that way, of pivoting I... into a different kind of stability or a different, oh, you, you find a part of the step that is solid. Yes. And Jupiter and Aquarius here is like 
let me help you see the vision. Let me help you see where this can go. Let me help you see more so that you're not so limited, you know, and like that, the, the Torian tends to like be like in a well, right. And only see that one little strip that comes up out of, out of the well into the light. It's like, a, it's like, it's a, it's a bigger vision, but you're absolutely right. Laura, you don't have to like, it's funny. We have an artificial belief or a story that stability uh, means a certain thing. Right. And so part of what's happening right now, I think is a reminder that that's just an old story. Yeah. It's just an old story. Doesn't mean it really is. Well, and the, the other thing that just, that just really hit me is, is how, you know, all, all of these people, these planets together, um, you know, the, the, uh, when, when uh, esoteric astrology, I don't even know what branch of this was, but I remember reading somewhere, you know, of course, each of the planets just in existence in this plane has something they're bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. And it's, and, you know, uh, for Taurus, you know, this, this fear of change that we pin on Taurus is it, what because they're there to hold the space for you know they're here to hold the space for uh stability through change right you know we're talking earlier about the going through the chaos and so of course they're going to see you know to them they're go it's going to be perceived as they're seeing change all the time and it you know and and uncomfortable with it but they're there to hold the space for that for, for people to you know that the energy of that sign. I'm not explaining this very well. Sorry. No, it's it's excellent, and I think all tied together, we will because we're holding space. We're gonna come back to this process of our chart right after this showing up break. Yeah, yeah. thank you. So looking this at it differently is brilliant. Yeah. Exactly. This is Astro Cinema with these talking planets with Dr. Laura Tad, Tara All, Susie Kara Wright, and myself, Sue Rose Minahan. May 2nd, we'll be right back. Thank you. we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We're currently in the period of Taurus. By leaving a cycle based upon initiation, the energy of Taurus integrates spirit into a solid form of matter that is tangible and physical. It's an earth sign, concerned with self-sufficiency and the values to maintain the strength of a life form throughout its survival. Whether we know it or not, each of us are on a quest to discover our true self. And the road we travel to accomplish this goal is unique for each of us. This is Marie O'Neill's hero's journey of walking her path and overcoming hardship and heartache in her book, And the Lotus Opened. As a memoir of enduring an absent mother and a harsh pseudo family and surviving ongoing abuse and trauma, Marie learns to trust in the divine and in her inner self and release herself from the emotional chains that bound her. She discovers her personal power and who she is, and she learns what being free really means. Now available on Amazon and barnesandnoble.com in either hardcover, paperback, or ebook, you can order Marie O'Neill's book and The Lotus Opened and let Marie be your guide as she leads you on your path to authentic freedom using metaphysics, astrology, Buddhism, and healing practices. 
Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hi there, this is Shannon Hayes from Seattle, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Exploring new territory every day. This is Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, I am so glad to get back with everybody and just to update our audience in case you tuned in, May 2nd, 2021, and I'm with three astrologers from two of our panels, Dr. Laura Tad and Tara All from Planet Buzz that happens monthly and Susie Kerr Wright that's part of Cosmic Collaboration. And we are starting a venture that is been done somewhat but a little new for this format where the planets are talking as we're talking as though we're the planets and having a dialogue of today's chart and then uh we'll break away at times and say what was that all about anyway you know but it's it's bringing to life those energies within us and so on that basis oh and i wanted to say also i was so recognizing that tara you've written a book and i intend to write have you do a little spot so on planet buzz that brings up but just name the name of your book that you just published like a month uh, ago it's astrology by moonlight and it actually it's it's the publisher is llewellyn it's out for pre-order everywhere books are sold but it will not be uh released until december but it is out for pre-order oh, okay very good mm -hmm. so i thought we there are that's wonderful so we will begin again and as i had said there's certain uh uh, Pluto, the moon has, in its quick orbit is conjunct the Pluto. It just entered Aquarius. It's going to its last quarter square to the sun. Because uh, we're not doing houses. This is just the planets. They're talking. The sun in the middle, close to the middle at 12 degrees Taurus is... Um, has just passed Uranus in its slower orbit of Taurus, but listening very well to the Awakener. And Venus is in Taurus. We have a stellium in Taurus along with Mercury. And Venus and Mercury are within orb, and that's a maybe a good thing here. We don't know, but, you know, it's our values and uh, our connect, our mental communication so how well are we listening Taurus is also the senses so that's an important factor and Neptune continues its glorious journey for 13 years ending it still in Pisces but it is sextile to Mercury so maybe we'll go from that angle I'll start off and um, I'm going to say 
I and we're identifying what planet we're going to change the planets around as we want to talk. So if I'm Mercury right now, I could be somebody else later. And so could Susie, Tara and Laura. All right. Because we realize also, I might say that some of you are on YouTube. Do subscribe. It's Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. And of course, the podcast is on any of the podcasts. And you can find any of these astrologers through their websites that I have on talkcosmos.com. So if you want any consultations or just find out more about their lectures, they have many opportunities that are conveyed. I am thinking as Mercury in Taurus, which isn't always easy to verbalize my thoughts. I mean, I know I'm ruling the North Node in Gemini, so that's where I'm supposed to be going. But at the moment, I can't quite see where that's headed. And as I sit here in my physicality of Taurus, material world of Earth, but, you know, I'm thinking more that maybe it isn't all on the Earth anyway. Maybe it's that plane of spirituality. In other words, maybe really I need to see more of the signs and recognize that that intuitive uh, sense that people call in so many languages. You know, our because our social society structure doesn't seem to be really based in how we can read the signs. But I'm beginning to realize more if I listen to a song, hey, maybe that was a message that I'm getting that really inspires me. I, I'm feeling that could be, I don't know, feeling if, yeah, feeling I'm in Taurus. I, <laughs> I'm i Venus in Taurus and Mercury. I'm amazed that no matter what sign you're in, you have a lot to say. It just doesn't even seem to matter what sign you're in. Because I, right now, I don't really like, I just want to chill out and relax. I want to find the graceful, peaceful way to do it. Even if we have to do a bunch of change, like I don't want it to be messy and I don't want it to be ugly. Hey guys, a Mars, Mars in, in cancer over here. Watch out. Listen up, buddies. <laughs> I, 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 had something, I had something come to me. <laughs> I got to lay this on you. <laughs> now listen close, but don't tell anybody. Um, it's like, I figured out that what I can do in cancer, because I'm kind of new in cancer here. I'm still getting my feet here. You know, it's not real comfortable for me. Um, but one of the things that I get to do is I get to remember. I get to remember. And I'll tell you this, whatever you let go of, I'm not going to let you forget. We're going to take it with us. We're going we're gonna to pack it up. We're going to put it in the bag. And, and it may be a little more... Uh, it, it may be more intellectual, maybe more emotional thing, less stuff, you know, because because, you know, and I, I, you know, cancer, I know, likes it, likes their stuff around. But, you know, I got I got places to be, so I don't have a lot of room for things. Um, but, you know, although I do like to hang on to some, I don't know, whatever, we'll figure it out. But here's the deal. <laughs> you can still go through the next steps and take the steps because I'm going to make sure that number one, you're safe. And, and number two, you're going to remember where you came from. So come on if you want. And 
Jupiter and Aquarius is back to what are we waiting for again? Like <laughs> the door is open, please. <laughs> Come on through. How much more convincing do we need? We need some Sagittarius in this chart. Oh, wait, that's the South node. We're not supposed to be focusing on that. <laughs> well, I am Saturn in Aquarius and I'm thinking, you know, that's probably this deconditioning that I am in Aquarius. I mean, that's really like going to the new. I mean, I like structure. I need some kind of reference and a framework. But hey, I remember speaking of memory, Picasso. I mean, he was what an, a, a prolific person. He had thousands and thousands of paintings. He knew how to paint the body perfect. He was a trained artist. I remember that because I remember going to the museum and seeing his work and studying, but he became so liberated because he knew the structure, he could change it. So mm -hmm. he always knew what he was going from. And, you know, I'm thinking too with Taurus, which is the physical and, um, you know, in energy is sort of a, a challenge to my progressive way, but we, we all like the fixed stuff, you know? So this is a thought to realize how I can keep the memory and use it as a blueprint in a way. Like, what was the good stuff? What is just the stuff I don't want to keep? It's interesting. Glad to well, is, oh, sorry, go ahead. Do you no, know? I'm just going to say, I'm back to Venus and Taurus again. And I'm like, yeah, well, if you pick something worth it for me, I'll help you grow it. Like, I can grow it like nobody's business. I can attract resources. I can, like, just like a garden will bloom. So... You just got to sell me on it. If you really sell me on it, I can make it happen. Cool. Um, I was good, just going to go back and be Saturn and Aquarius from a, a little different perspective. This is this is the other side of what I'm thinking. So, <laughs> as Saturn and Aquarius, you know, I kind of need a break <laughs> after destroying everything for so many years with my buddy you know, Pluto, we, we were busy. We, we flipped a lot of houses and I'm tired. <laughs> That's right. You were in Capricorn. Yes. Just yeah. left Capricorn. That's right. Yeah. We've been, we've been taking some pretty rough places and, and flipping them. And I think I might want to go into something a little less physical, maybe a little less, uh, you know, something maybe even just, you know, stay in construction, you know, but kind of move into a different kind of construction. <laughs> maybe, maybe spend some time building one big, big structure that's going to last for a while. And it's going to bring people together, you know, and in, in a fun way, maybe some casinos or some music venues. I just want to do something different. <laughs> So I'm kind of open, but I'm not quite sure what it is I want to build yet. Well, as Mars and Cancer, you know, what about like sustainable homes? Saturn. Just got to, you just got to make them pretty. Just Venus and Taurus back. Just, they got to be, people got to want to be in them. I am Mercury. I am Mercury again. And I'm in Taurus and I'm, course i'm i'm connecting to um whatever i can here which is <laughs> but i mean but it's on the ground level so just, <laughs> and i just remembered that that i saw a dutch uh uh printed um um printed uh, home 
and and it 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 was really fast and and it's it, and it was printed it could be done in days and it's not very expensive i mean it's sort of a downside maybe because there won't be a lot of people working on it maybe i don't know maybe they'll be working on their machines trying to figure it out <laughs> i just really don't know how that <laughs> yeah but i mean i don't know how uh mars and cancer is going to feel about maybe losing all those job security activity things but <laughs> but on the other hand wow as long as new little houses and where would we put them maybe on a little float out on the water mars and cancer will be fine as long as its own family its own people are taking care of it doesn't the rest can just they'll, they'll figure it out yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm thinking yeah thinking about thinking about the grandkids mars and cancer kids the grandkids the great grandkids how's this gonna last it's good sustainable homes i love that well and venus and cancer wants it to honor the earth right the hours venus and taurus yeah the so this new way this sustainable how how is that connecting with with mother earth right venus and taurus is really you know, so even Mercury, you know, maybe some of the signs that you need, talk to the animals. Mm. Ooh, I like that. Oh, wouldn't that be nice if maybe my house had a little, little, uh, little, uh, like a, like an arch that the animals could go through, you know, right? I mean, it was just like they have that for roads where the animals can cross it and everything. We, I could be like in surrounded with uh, around a tree for instance my, they could make a little like if i want if i love a tree i could put the tree right in the middle of my house and i could make a, a, a an imprint house around this tree and because it doesn't have to be square this was round it looked like a boulder mm. be, just to prove that it could be anything well, which reminds me mm, like because it reminds me of when i was a kid mm. Mars and cancer. <laughs> yeah well i want to add to what laura was saying because what for the signs like looking to animals, not just honoring them, but literally looking to animal medicine, look at what shows up, you know, in your day and like in the crystal kingdom, right? Like, you know, if you work with stones and minerals and all those things have messages and lots of stones, you know, as many of us believe we're actually founded in here literally to help our own evolution. So I love that, Laura, that's such a good point with your Venus and Taurus of like, what are you the wisdom's all right here why are you not listening do you know like it's literally literally here on this planet with us it's funny we so often tend to okay so now i'll be neptune in, in pisces well but it's out there somewhere in the ether or whatever right but i'm saying the taurus is like it, it's also equally right here yeah well actually i'm glad you brought that up uh, Tara, and and just for our audience, now we're like digesting, you know, as as the guru, whatever we're thinking of this internal basis. We're not being it; we're looking at yeah, it. I want to clarify that we're not gurus. That's not what we're saying yeah. here. <laughs> oh well, you know what? We're not gurus. We're not the planets. I, at the I just read. Yeah, and I apologize for that because I read. It's another thing of, uh, yeah, for, delete that, delete. Yes, thank you very much. But back to uh, um, Neptune. Neptune really is nature. Neptune is that in, all-inclusive so that it is the greater forces. It's, huh? it's the, all of it. So I'm really glad that because the, there is a sextile between, at this moment, with Mercury and Taurus that Laura, as you well, Venus, up, Venus is Venus the one even tighter. Venus yeah. is the yeah. exact sextile. Yeah, that that um, uh, uh, 
Oh, yes. Thank you. It's Venus. Oh, I was thinking it was Mercury. I had that wrong. Okay. Very well, good. I think that all intelligence can come into the body more easily right now. Yeah. That's a, that's an open channel for all intelligence yeah. to come, literally it, come into, to, into the 3D space. Yeah. And that brings in exactly what I started off with this conversation. But again, it was a little bit of error, maybe thinking of it from Mercury, but thinking of how do we, how do we get communication and from, and as you said, yes, it's there. The animals, the the signs. Like mm -hmm. I saw an egret here. It's a white bird that's like mm -hmm. a crane, but it's not real huge. Mm -hmm. But it's long and slender, very lovely. And it was just walking on this gravel path that goes from the street down to the ocean. Because in Hawaii, the ocean is available to anybody. And it was just walking on this really looked very dismal spot. Like if I was a bird, I wouldn't be just walking on a gravel staring at a wall that was right there but it is symbolic and it is a bird of change and i noticed next that the bird was oh and it was walking it was like why aren't you flying well it's a grounded bird it, reminding me to be grounded thank you and, it, and then the next moment it jumped on the other side of the wall and then it jumped so it was like oh it can change didn't like that it did something different got over that wall because it could be like an obstacle right and then it went on top of a hedge that's a jasmine hedge, green with a few flowers here and there. And it's poking around looking at it. But I thought, you know, that's a lot more interesting. And jasmines represent love. Mm. So I thought, wow, speak of like a totem animal. You know, and that's exactly what we're talking about mm -hmm. here is exploring that concept. Yeah. And with plants, too. I was just planting herbs this morning or the, yeah. earlier today. And it's like, you know, as I'm getting them out of the pots that I got them in from the plant store and putting them, okay. you know, in new soil, it's like, you know, talking to the plants as you're doing that, engaging with them as you're just the natural world. I think that's part of this stellium that we have in Taurus is our connection with the natural world. Yeah. Now, and we're not talking about the asteroids, but, you know, Ceres and Lilith are in Taurus too. So we've got this huge stack of stuff going on there. And so, or not Ceres, she's just about to be Ceres is an Aries. Um, but just this lineup of Taurus. So connecting with the earth, connecting with the natural world, mm -hmm. with the animals, with the plants, and at the at the same time that we've got this Aquarian moon that's just come in. And so this mixture of in our heads, in the sort of ether and mm -hmm. being grounded. And Laura, and I think... Oh, go oh, I was just going to quickly say with that stellium, the awakener of, 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 of of Uranus next to the sun. Go ahead. Tara. No, I was going to say similar. I was going to say you, even when that stellium moves on, Uranus is still going to be in Taurus. Yeah. Right. And that's still like not just liberation, but it's also a whole new relationship with the body, with the earth, with everything we consider to be physicality. So in some ways, this is maybe just giving us a big super dose of the energy, but we're going to keep working with it for a long time. And I mean, I think you guys probably agree, agree with me. If we don't start paying attention to to like that type of intelligence, we're going to have a really rough road ahead of us. So there's huge yeah. opportunity for what we can do if we're willing you know, to listen and pay attention and to work with those, I guess, even resources in a, in a different way. Yeah. yeah. And and to partner with them. Yeah. Right. Which is. And so I think like with Venus being involved right now, right too, you talked about Laura Venus being with all the Mother Earth stuff, but 
it's not just honoring, it's partnering with it, right? Venus is like signifies partnership. It's working with it as an equal, not something we use, not something that's ours to do what we, what we want with, but something that we literally say we're in this together. So I feel like that's a huge piece too. And I see that playing out. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Susie. No, I was just to say, I see this playing out as a medium, you know, in, in, in the work I do. It's, you know, it, it, the, mediumship is the sessions that I do have evolved beyond just, okay, here's, you know, here's me bringing your loved ones in, you know, through, through you know, um, it's it, the people want to understand their own connections more. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, when I do readings now, it's like, there's a huge chunk of that, that is, um, you know, helping people understand how they're connecting, you know, again, as above, so below. And it's, yeah. it's like, and it's funny because you wouldn't think of um, earth energy as as being really, um, you know, so much in play in something like that. But it really is uh, because you're bringing that down into a more practical or more yeah. you know, uh, grounded energy. So people are really understand. Yeah. They you want can't- to know how to make their own connections. Yeah. And, and it's it's really cool. And energy that's not anchored, you can't harness it. Like right. there's, so if that's what we're wanting, like we need all these pieces. I, we only have a couple of minutes. I yep. want to um, complete and say that this ties in so beautifully. Next week will be cosmic collaboration. Susie will be on that. And then following that week, I think is uh, planet buzz. It, it all in Taurus as we complete. And next week we're talking about series that goes into Taurus. And that's that grief, that primal scream of, of, of series and also the reclaiming of it. It's going to be interesting and it won't be purely of that energy, but this is such a segue into that uh, sense of, our resources, our body, our values, everything that Taurus represents, and looking in a larger prism of this, like you had brought up about Uranus, this energy that's in Taurus for these seven years, another five years to complete. And tonight, this is May 2nd, and I'm with panelists that are part of Talk Cosmos on different members, and we have Tara All and Dr. Laura Tad with planet buzz and then we have Susie Kerr Wright that is with cosmic collaboration and we have been exploring these planets today it's just so exciting and I love the fact that that we're venturing into a new realm aren't we we're change very, <laughs> yeah. well thank you it's a blessing yeah. we have a, you can say a couple of words as we sign off yeah no just as Susie was saying we should have just uh Oh, we should have just uh, queued David Bowie for ch- ch- changes, and that would have just let us oh, right in. <laughs> Thank you oh, all. This was fun. I really enjoyed this. Thanks. Thanks for having Yeah. And we did get something from Wendy Dela via from oh, Wendy. Wendy, yeah, big love. Big love. Hi, Tara. Mars in Cancer here. Planting, she's planting. planting. Yeah. Wendy, yeah. Wendy. So thanks Thank for being here. Thank you to our wonderful audience. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway. 